Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hey, Coxie. Mm-hmm. I have a confession to make. Tell me. Well, you know, I claim to be a content marketer and a blogger and a podcaster and all that sort of stuff. Yes. And I get outed in today's episode <laughs> for something that, honestly, I was very embarrassed um, when this happened. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say. It's enough of a tease, I think. <laughs> you were outed, though, big time. G'day, listeners. Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast. You're listening to Waz and Nick. Hi. Another fabulous episode. Today's topic, writing, something all tradies love to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Not. Uh, and that's why we're uh, we're talking about it. We've interviewed uh, a few guests on the show about writing, you know, blogging and writing and content marketing and social media posting. And you might get the idea that it's pretty important because we keep talking about it. Ding, ding. Now, uh, you might not know, but Coxie is a world-famous blogger. World-famous. Absolutely. Okay. Yep, well, sure, well, I'll take that. World-famous in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you've you've written how many blog posts? I know it's on our website. 860 page, now. Well, 860 on The Builder's Wife, but then I've been writing for so many other mm. outlets that I couldn't count. Yeah. Well over a 1,000. Yeah, yeah. So, that is a lot of writing. Yeah, it's hard to think of something to write that's unique. And yet you do. Yes. Um, why do you keep doing it? Because it works. Because it means people know who I am and what I do and they're educated into procedures and it just works. Mm. It's. It would be easy to think that the written word is dead or dying because, you know, social media is covered in video and all that sort of stuff. And, I mean, this is a podcast, so it's not the written word. And yet... You can still go to tradiesinbusiness.com.au and find some show notes and a you know description of the episode in writing. That's right, because we still look for it. Not all of us mm. are listeners, not all of us consume video. We all consume a little differently. Mm. So have a listen to today's episode. Uh, there are some great tips in there. Um, our guest, Emily Toxward uh, from Right Styling. <laughs> uh, you also hear how I managed to screw up her name. So I'm on fire in today's episode. Fire. And uh, listen out for me getting very embarrassed. Um, you'll hear me go quiet. <laughs> it gets very squirmy. It was good fun, actually. I enjoyed it. I think you will too. Uh, and, uh, and if you haven't already, uh, there's something wrong with you. But uh, you can rectify that by going to tradiesinbusiness.com.au, subscribe and uh, never miss an episode. Mm -hmm. We'll be updating you with uh, episodes as they're released. And also make sure you get your copy of the Get Off the Tools Guide. So uh, it's totally free. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to give us your email address and uh, we'll pop it out to you in your inbox. Speaking of gold nuggets, that's where they all are. Yeah. And um, it's a guide to help you get off the tools. So more great stuff um, along the lines of what you hear here on the podcast. So head on over to tradiesinbusiness.com.au and grab that and have a listen to me getting embarrassed. <laughs> G'day, welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast. Uh, today we're talking to Emily Toxward. Toxard. Toxard. It's a Tox silent Ward. W. Toxward. <laughs> Gee whiz. See, I, I'm used to people uh, messing Warwick up 
and turning it into mm. Warwick and Warren and Wayne and everything else. So. <laughs> oh, look, I've had Fox Ward, Two Ward, Fox Fard, you know, all that you can imagine. See, I assumed it was a silent W, but it's Tox Ward. Oh, um, and Emily yep. is from Wright Styling, and that's with a W-R-I-T-E. So you can probably guess what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And it's it's Coxie's pleasure too, because she's actually here in the studio just standing silently next to me while I make a mess of your name. So. I'm just letting oh, you dig your own hole. Yeah, thanks for that, Coxie. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a lot more fun that way, isn't it, really? I just, think so. Just to watch somebody else fall in a hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. I enjoy it. So, Emily, what are we talking about today? What do you do? I write, which sounds really boring, um, but <laughs> I basically have been writing since I was young and we had my first article published in the university newspaper when I was in 1996. Is that too, you know, showing my age a bit there? But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've always been a writer. I'm one of these people that has wanted to be a writer and loved it and does what she loves every day. So It's a nice mm-hmm. position to be in. So what, what sparked your passion for writing? You said you got published back in 96, which wasn't that long ago. Trust me. No, no, just a blink of an eye. <laughs> like I suppose um, it was the, I'm inherently, uh, how do we put it, not nosy, inquisitive. Um, and so um, <laughs> um, I'm a journalist by trade. I, I studied and, and did four years at uni to become qualified. And I suppose it was just um, finding out what was going on and, and learning more about people. You get to meet a lot of interesting people when you can write about them. Absolutely. You know, Your um, career has taken you quite a few different places in yeah look i've um as you know print media is dying a death um you know we're all online now consuming content at a fast pace you know so i've diversified into online writing and website writing and you know facebook updates and any sort of writing where you're trying to grab and grab the audience or grab some you know get some more business Mm. Mm. so so, write styling, uh, mm-hmm. nice play on words there. I like it. That's good. You, uh, <laughs> rather than me guess at what you do for our listeners, Emily, can you um, yep. give a bit of a, an intro to what it is you do now? I'm guessing you're not in journalism. Oh, actually, I still am. I still um, freelance at my services to News Corp papers. And mm. at the minute, I'm actually writing about startup businesses and how to future-proof your business for social media and so like I'm still in that scene but I'm also I do um, work for other businesses like you know website content I'm passionate about people having a, a reputable online website um, that is defines who, your business and who you are and you know without warbling away and so I think tradies but not just tradies you need a website, doesn't have to be flash, um, but it needs to have a home page, a really, really good about page. Because so, um, that's the first thing I click on. I'm like, who is this person? And if there's nothing there, I start to um, question your, you know, how good you are, the quality of your service. Even if you're amazing, I'll still go, oh, it's not that hard to get someone to write an about page for you. Mm. You know, so mm. landing page, about page, and then contact. That is the basic thing I think every business should have these days. And do you think it's hard to write, you know, let's pitch a typical tradie. Let's talk about the builder. The builder's not a writer. He doesn't like writing. <laughs> he's, you're lucky yeah. to get two lines in an email in reply if he's on a good day. So yeah. he wouldn't have a clue how to write an about page. Um, yeah. Is that something that you think that 
we have a go at ourselves or do you think that it's something that we get some help with? See, look, you could have a go because you know yourself and what you do best, but most people don't talk themselves up talk themselves mm. up enough or they can't see their uniqueness whereas I can see that in an instant you know yes. I have a, a questionnaire that I send to all my clients and say please fill this out you know and some people like Hilda just put one sentence one line <laughs> for each question and it's like pulling hen's teeth but when you um, hire a professional writer like myself who's been in, in, in the business for 20 years I've met so many different types of people I can I have a really good ability to know what someone's trying to say mm-hmm. and then put that into words, you know. And so that's that's people can give it a go, but you'll spend hours on it and you won't like it. And so your best is to outsource that. I'm a big believer in outsourcing. I can't do lots of things and I outsource them because I just think it's a waste of time trying to do it yourself if you if you're not confident enough. I agree. Mm. You know. It's um you said about the about us page and i know uh previous guests on the show um copywriters and uh, marketers have talked about the importance of that and i know for me as a consumer when i go and look at someone uh whether it's to paint my house or fix my car or do my accounting for me Mm. i go to the about page because as you said emily i want to know who they are and and fascinates and frustrates me the number of people that don't have an about us page about them it's just some corporate crap that says we believe in this and we've got this experience and blah 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 and i'm like who the hell is behind this company i want to know who the person is yeah authenticity and we're becoming a lot more um savvy about if i'm going to part with my hard-earned cash i want to know who you are tell me a bit about yourself you know be a bit more open and go you know, you sound, you're saying the right things and all that, but we don't want to see that. There's enough of that um, everywhere you go. You want someone to be honest and go, like I started here and then I realized I had better skills as a builder or a plumber or a, so I, I changed and this is what I do because mm. people are also inherently nosy or inquisitive as I like to call it. <laughs> so um, so when, you're, when you are having a really transparent about, about me page or about us, you're creating a connection. And that could go some way to someone trusting you more than having this, this you know, standard response. We can do this for you. We can do that for you. It's about sort of showing who you are. Yeah, it it you um, know. I think it's quite simple. I think it ties into that know, like, and trust factor, mm. where people want mm. to know you, they want to like you, or need to, and trust mm. you before they'll buy from you. Yeah, and it's much like on social media with Facebook. You know, I accidentally broke a front window in my house yesterday moving furniture oh, wow. you know a, a big pane of glass with with a part of my body that rhymes with glass <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too it's like a big pain and in the anyway, yeah and it was really funny for everyone except for me because I just saw dollar signs but so I put a message out on you know recommendations for Facebook and yes. and it's about can someone recommend me and you know and and that's why you need to have and then I'll, if someone recommends me I'll go and search their Facebook page or their website and go this person has been recommended but who are they, where they're from. So I will go through that second step and go, yes, I'm not going to take this one person's recommendation or even five people's recommendations. I'll go and check out their social presence and go, you know, how they are they quite professional, you know, if they got sort of who they are and what they are out there. So, but I'm, I'm probably reasonably mistrusting or 
or not, you know, but I might be the average person. Yeah, I think you're very typical of a consumer. I think we're all looking for mm. that bit of information before we pass the dollars over. Mm. Um, yeah. Emily, how much information is too much information on your About Us page? Oh, yes. Well, you don't need to tell, like, people that you broke a window worth your bottom. You know, that's too <laughs> much information. <laughs> but I think you need to, you know, you don't want to bridge that line of too personal, mm. you know, because that, that – you know, yes, maybe you had a, um, a breakdown, and but that's what led to your business. Maybe include that. But if you're just telling them sort of excess personal information to get, um, I don't know, not sympathy or to get something, it's too much. Do you know, mm. keep it, keep it, don't keep it, yeah, keep it professional. Yes. You know, really, because if you if you read too much, you're like, oh, okay, overshare it. I don't need to know that about you. How you know what is that information helping me? If the information's helping you realise that this person's professional, efficient, fast, got a sense of humour, got a whatever, then good. But if it's, you know, every piece of information should tell someone something about you, mm-hmm. not just um, be there for the sake of it, mm-hmm. you know. And and keep it short, 300 words, any more and boring, everyone's asleep, you know. Don't ramble on, you know. <laughs> you, you think about it, you look at, you go and open a, a news article or something um, on your feed and you're like, oh, if you haven't caught your attention in the first two, three sentences, you scroll on, you're gone. Yes. Mm. So you've got to catch them at the start um, and then, yeah, and then hopefully they'll read on. What other sorts of um, information do you like to see included on a website? So we've always had a blog on any of the websites, even the Tradies and Business website's got a blog, um, which is passing on, in our case, some information, education for people. Um, mm-hmm. is it, do you think that's something that's quite essential or useful on a website as well? So information as in giving them tips and advice yeah. on what to do. Oh, look, that is invaluable. Not only, I suppose you're talking about on a blog on there? Yeah, to have either a blog on the website or just some more information further on in the website. See, I'm, I'm an advocate of the blog and, it's, and, I, and I do hear that maybe social is taking over that space and, you know, blogs aren't interactive like Facebook and Instagram and you can't contact, but... I still believe there is the older, not older, people that are my age, you know, 40s and older. Young. There's a lot of us. Young. That, yeah, that, well, young. Young at heart. It is. Just that starting is so out. young. Just starting <laughs> yeah. out. Actually, just in this quick aside, I spoke up to a startup expert and he said 40 is the best age to start a business. There you are. Like, We're all nailing it. In. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so blogs are a place um, you can you're giving them more information for nothing really. And that's what people want. If you're giving away free information, they're going to love that and they're going to share that. Um, and and I, I'm an advocate for writing your own blogs. I know a lot of people will include overseas content or content for, and I find that boring. I won't read that unless mm. you've written it because you're not, you're not giving an insight to your own business. Mm. So mm. I, I offer a blog writing service where I write um, people's blog posts saying this is what I've been up to this week in the business or gee we had a tough time with this and it really makes you relatable yes so and and I went to a house this week and I found this problem maybe you've experienced it too this is what I did yes you know um, because it's it, it get into a mindset where you think everyone should pay for everything you know mm. I don't want to give that away that's free you know and but people want that and they will like you more for that mm. absolutely you know? so, it, it mm. raises a question that I'll ask you, and, and sorry to put you on the spot, Emily. Actually, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does that still work? I mean, I've been, I guess, you know, the term content marketing, I, I consider myself a content mm. marketer, and I've been doing that now for 
years, probably uh, seven, eight years um, of giving away information, useful information that I that I could charge people for. Um, yeah. And it, it um, probably doesn't get talked about much anymore, but does it still work? Is it is the psychology still there where if I give you valuable information for free, you'll then be more likely to buy from me? I think it is. But then again, I don't know whether people are just becoming a lot harsher. Mm. Oh, great, thanks for that, but it's not what I want. You're not the right price. I'm going to move on anyway. So I think there is mm. always the risk. There's, there's, we can't. I'm not going to lie and say, yes, great, do it, you know, just because I want more business from, from people for writing. But, you know, it's a fine line between good writing instead of just slapping up something that's yeah. that you've written and it's full of errors and, oh, goodness, grammar, and I just think, oh, spelling, don't even try it, you know, because you look more unprofessional if, you, yeah. if yes. you've written yep. something and you go, oh, I don't know whether that should be you there or there or your or your or, <laughs> yeah. putting, you know, all these little silly things that you may not think is important, but the person about to outlay 10 grand to get their kitchen renovated, they go, oh, I can't even put that, I can't even do that, why would I bother? That's yeah. right. You know, and yep. I, yeah. so look, and... I do think it works if you've got a blog and you've got great SEO and you've thread it through and then if someone shares that and it links that and you've got in links back to your website, it can get traffic. You know, once you get into all that tech SEO stuff, there is there is proof that that does work. Mm. But it's whether you want to outlay that cost, you know, which is why I suggest if you've got good SEO on your homepage, your about page, that's a good start for a business. Mm. I think um, one of the real benefits, particularly in trade type businesses, is having the opportunity to educate your clients as to your processes. So sharing that on the blog or you could share it on the website, you know, when you're describing the actual thing that they're selling, you could certainly Mm. do it there. But I think if you can have regular blog posts and regular, I think that you can do it, you know, fortnightly, monthly even, something that you're sharing that this is the process for signing a contract. This is what it looks like. Give them the chance to read through that backlog of information Mm. so that when they come to that point in the process themselves, they already have that all in the back of their mind. You've actually conditioned your client into the way you work rather than just leaving it open for um, assumption. Mm. And that's super smart because it gives them they're, you're already creating a, a trust, mm. and you know, and in, in that in the trade industry, there's a lot of mistrust. Mm. You call someone, are they going to turn up? Are they going to do it? And that is, and you, I don't know whether I'm alone, but I, you know, I I don't expect a trader to turn up when I when I call them, and and if that's bad, I don't know whether that's just my personal expectation, but I know a lot of people. So it's it's finding you can find someone that. I suppose it goes to instantly calling you back, instantly answering your Facebook message, and this goes to someone in charge of your media or, or your social mm. socials. Yes, I'll get back to you. Thank you for your inquiry. You know, if you're waiting half a day, I'm like, well, next person. It just shows, That's you know. Right. So, yeah. Mm. And, and in regards to having that, the processes, I think that takes away the the uncertainty. Mm. You know, so even if you just have a little bit of information, the first things we'll do when you approach us, step one, two, three, four, five. It only has to be five sentences and mm. then, you know, and then if you have a blog, you can write that more thoroughly and they can click onto it and go, this is what we do when we get to this point before we get to lock up or before we do this, you know, so. So, and when you're helping your clients out with that style of writing, how do you go about educating yourself into what their business's processes are? It's, well, they kind of tell me or I... It's kind of instinctively get it. I suppose I've, I've recently, well, I suppose recently, a year ago, did a content for a bespoke builder on the Gold Coast. And he basically said, 
oh my god can you just do it all I'm like okay you know so I put it together thinking I mean they do you do have to give me your processes but sure. you just give me the, the bare bones and I can turn, make it use words to fluff that out not fluff yes. it out but yeah, make it look so you can go we do this we do this we do this and I can go and I I can you know make it look more presentable mm-hmm. to, to people so I suppose it's just an ability that I have to think like the person you're trying to attract as a client. So, so I write like um, I write like I'm your customer. Right. Does that even, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's a question I was going to ask Emily is, in in spite of everything we've just talked about, I suspect yep. there's a bunch of listeners out there going, yeah, but I'm still not I'm not a writer. I can't write. Um, I don't know how to write. Uh, yep. Are there some I don't know, secrets to writing something useful? Are there some yeah. some myths maybe you can bust for us? Because I know a lot of people so, stall at that just getting started stage. Well, I suppose, you know, you go back to the old journalism thing I was taught 20-odd years ago. It's who, what, why, how, and when. And so that's getting the, the five WHs and I don't know whatever it is, five <laughs> Ws and H or something. There's a bunch of but letters in there anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, you know, why are you doing this? Where do I do it? What do I do? How do I do it? And there was another one in there. When? But, you know, it's it's when. When am I going to do it? So I think that gives people a start. And, like, I'm all for people giving it a start. I've had many clients that have come and said, look, I've written this, I'm not happy, and, and I can fix it, mm. you know, zhuzh it up. Because it, people are inherently hard on themselves. They don't write, they don't, push them, you know, it's that tall poppy thing. You can't be seen to be showing off at what you do, but you have to. You have to put all your best traits. And so that's why it can be really hard to write about yourself, Mm. Um, you know, unless you're me and I can blow my own trumpet like, there's no tomorrow. But (laughs) 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 No, but I'm I'm conditioned to write like that. Mm. I can say, you know, Nicole has done this and it led her to do this and, and you know it's not it's not bs like none of it you don't it's not fluff because it because i've got a journalist background it's you read it and go right this person knows this stuff and that's mm. what you want and i believe that's what people want they don't want someone that's sort of a bit airy fairy and and i think that's where a professional writer or um has the advantage mm. you know someone that's that's all they do is write it's um, Coxie and I were literally having a bit of a conversation about this before um, we recorded this interview with you, Emily, of mm. the fact that, uh, and I'm I'm just going to sort of air a bit of laundry here for, on, for Coxie and I. She's probably thinking, <laughs> what, what the surprise. hell are you talking about, Was? Um, but there are people within the tradies in business community that don't know that Coxie and I actually are business coaches mm. and that we offer... Um, mentoring services to tradies in business. I mean, that's part of the reason we do this is to to help people, you know, learn about us. And, um, you know, the podcast yep. that you're listening to now is obviously a free resource. But, you know, mm-hmm. you can pay to work with us one-on-one. And there's people going, oh, yep. do you guys do that? And I think, man, and this is your my... Fault. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I don't. Haven't told anyone. That's I know, right. I know. That's right. <laughs> and so <laughs> you silly bullies. We yes, teach yeah. this stuff, right? And uh, yeah. and I know it's really hard for a lot of people to talk about their accolades what they've done the great stuff that they've helped clients with you know the fantastic projects they've worked on because Mm. particularly i think in australia and and certainly Mm. in the blue collar space we're taught not to brag or big note ourselves and if you do that you're a wanker Mm. Mm. yep and so yeah but but i think the pendulum swings way too far the other way for most of us 
Um, is there a way to strike a balance, Emily, between educating people about what you do and not actually being a wanker? Well, yeah, I think it depends on. <laughs> Big well, question for you, I know. I think, I think some people are always going to see you as a wanker, no matter what you do, and yes. it comes down to what we on the services. You can't, you can't um, make someone react a certain way to the information you give them. Mm. That's how they're going to react. So, but what you can do is wrap it up in a certain way. So, you know, I know they're a dying breed, but press releases, you know, sent to regional papers, you know, that you guys do. Look at our podcast. We we do this. Or if anyone's won a Master Builder um, Award or been a finalist even, you know, put that somewhere on your website, mm. on your, you know, pin it to the top of your Facebook page, do an Instagram picture, um, write and include that so it's there. It's not in your face, but it's there. Um, but you do really need to shout it from the rooftops. That is the only way to be seen at the minute in regards to your accolades because everyone's doing something great mm. you know um it's you need to look at what your your point of difference is as coaches you know like so you've said to me we don't tell anyone well what makes you different to me is that you're both outgoing and funny and you're not boring and dry which is a lot of people <laughs> you know <laughs> that are coaches do you know so that's your point of difference that's you cool. know to be honest and that's what i want and so i can i can probably you know it, it's my job to go this is your difference and i can market you for you mm. and, and and same with a tradie that is that a plumber is a certain way or this person mm. has this unique fun and that's and that you pick up on that mm. and, you, and and you sell it for, you know, free, you know, so. Did you write all that yeah. down, Coxie? I did, and I'm going to go back and listen again and again and again <laughs> and keep taking notes. Well, we'll just call him. But there is, no, there's, yeah, there's a guy, um, there's a guy in the West, and we should get him on the show, oh, actually. Oh, we should. Uh, there's a guy in the West called Beautiful Plumbing, and nice. I don't know how well his business is going, but his social media stuff is bloody brilliant. It's really on point. And he's funny, and he does video, and, you know, there's a lot of wit and mm. stuff, um, yep. and he gets a lot of good engagement on his posts, and yeah. uh, he stands out. Like, if I happened to live in Western Australia and I needed a plumber, yeah. mm. I would call Beautiful Plumbing. Um, yep, oh, I completely agree. You've got to find that point of difference mm. because people people like that, mm. really. Mm. Yep. Well, the people, you know, people, it's hard to keep everyone happy all of the time, you know, and, and appealing to everyone is just not possible, mm. you know. Sadly, and someone's always going to find something about you that they don't like. So you've got to just be who you are, be authentic, be your business, and you're not not everyone's going to love you or want you. But you know, mm. there's no point in trying to convert people if you haven't already got them. It's about retaining the business that you've got and spreading the good word. You know, your recommendations on Facebook. You know, saying to people, look, you know, if you liked us, please tell other people. Or it's yeah. just those little things. And I always do. We had a great a sparky electrician and. And I will tell everyone about him because he just turned up. He did the right thing. And I'll shout that from the rooftops, mm. yeah. you know. So yeah. I suppose it's also about not being afraid to ask your actual existing customers, look, can you, can you tell people? Mm. Can you refer me? Don't be afraid. You know, don't be, you know. I know it's not all tradies want to do that, but it, there's, it could get one or two extra clients. That's right. It's not mm. a hard thing to do. So I as, know for some it is though. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yep. So as well as the who, where, what, when, why and how of uh, of writing, you know, that sort of gives a mm -hmm. bit of, well, what the heck do I talk about? How yep. should they – let me ask the question a different way. Um, I've observed a lot of tradies especially that I encourage to write or just, just put content on their website for goodness sakes. Um, mm, something. They, they try and write in a certain way. It's like they can talk to me about it. Um, and if I recorded it and transcribed it, it'd sound awesome. But as soon as they sit down and try and write it, they start writing like, I don't know, a 
23 newscaster, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's really hard to convert your personality into writing unless you literally sit down and do what you say and transcribe how you wrote because people are worried. They, they overthink it. Mm. They're worried that, oh, I need to say this so it sounds right. Oh, that's not right. You know, but it is right. If this is who you are and this is the way you just need to write it that way, you know. Um, but, yeah, that is a tricky one. Look, I'm one of these people that doesn't think everyone can write and I know everyone's going to hate me for that, you know, but every, uh, everyone can write. But I don't think you – I think you can – but the level of what you're going to write is going to mm. be different. So, you know, um, there's a lot of people out there that are copywriters. I'm using inverted quotes here. <laughs> copywriters and people that have that are in this um, in, in, in the scene, but they're not really professional. They haven't had the experience or they haven't been trained. Mm. And you don't necessarily, sure, you don't always need that, but these people that have been, can you can you I can talk to them on the phone and write it um and, and they're like, gee, it's like I wrote that, you know, yes. so yeah. that's that's, yep. that's the hard part because you could spend hours doing it and people do spend hours trying to write a few sentences. They get stuck at the start and, like, and then, I mean, you could also go to the middle. The hard, the first part, the first few sentences with anything are, are always very hard to write. Mm. But go to the middle and the second and, the, and start there and then work your way back up, mm. you know, because and when you write, when you go to the middle and second sentences of what you want to write, more than third, sorry, um, then you realise, oh, that's what I really wanted to say, and then you pluck it and put it at the top. So one of the best tips I ever heard you give, Emily, was just to sit down and write, just to start. Yeah. As you're thinking yeah. it, rather than going, forget about the punctuation, forget about the spelling. You can come back and yes. fix all of that later. Just sit down yeah. and write what it is that you're trying to say, and then come back mm. and you can clean it up afterwards. Um, just I send find it that to me. helps me a lot. I'm a grammar Nazi. <laughs> It yeah. frustrates we me. We could be friends then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously, I can't, yeah. I can't move on from the fact that someone had there and there and your and your and Mister Comma and all that. It actually, I stop taking yeah. in whatever I'm reading, and mm. it's. I know it's really yeah. crazy, but it just it bugs the crap out of me. I think it's common. Yeah, but you're not alone. Where mm. there's so many closet grammar people out there like us that are like that, and we're like, oh, I can't believe you said that. And I and I read, you know, I've often read a book and I find a mistake in a published book, and I'll be like, oh. Not mean to be, oh, look at me, I'm so smart. But, you know, like, it, mm. these are things that just like, come on, you know, it's yes. basic. But, Nick, you're right. I think just start, write it, ramble it down. Mm. I'm I, I'm in business because this, this, and this, and this. And then if, if you look at it and go, oh, it's just a hole, I've just vomited a whole lot of words onto a paper, onto the screen, God. You know, then you can get someone to go through it and go, yes. no, you don't need to say that. What were you really trying to say? Is this, you know, whatever. So mm. there is people that can edit what you write. I often edit what people write because mm. they know what they want to say. And, and, it, and you know, letting go of that is hard. People are like, why would I hire a writer when I pretty much know what I want to say anyway? Mm. So that yeah. is, the, it's the, it's, and in the writing business, it's hard trying to convert. People don't want to pay for a service. I'm not actually fixing them or making their kitchen look amazing. I'm offering something sort of more virtual and, and mm. that's, that's hard. Yeah. You know, as you guys know, with life coaches, you know, um, people are like, oh, unless you're getting something tangible, it's mm. hard being in the service industry, you know, mm. trying I to just, make people see the value. I refuse to spend hours doing something I can't do. I just flat out refuse exactly. to do it. So I'm lucky to have developed the ability to write. Um, mm. But I wouldn't be podcasting if it wasn't for Warwick pressing all the buttons. That would be too hard for me. Yes. So I'd have to outsource yeah. it. Or, mm. you know, there's a thousand things I can't do or I don't like doing. So they take me a, a mm. bunch of extra time. And I don't, time's money. Mm. I don't have that money to waste. Yeah. 
Yeah. When you think about it, uh, what tradies' rates per hour was and how long it takes them to sit down and write something or how long it takes them to come up with three Facebook posts a week mm. and, and your hourly rate, I'm probably, or me or someone else, I'm not just selling myself here, but we're probably less than that. Mm. And that's money you could be spending on your business. So you kind of need to look at it in the figures. Mm. Go, I agree. Bookkeepers and, uh, you know, um, marketers and mm. admin stuff, uh, you know, printing and stationery, all those sorts of things that we talk about outsourcing. Um, I, it, it amazes me, as you said, Emily, like your rates are possibly cheaper than what a tradie could make doing an hour of billable work for a client. And yet mm. I see a lot of tradies that they, it's not that they consciously choose this way, but it's like they would rather not do anything than pay someone to do it. Mm. Um, oh, that's so common. It's just too hard basket. You know, I just, it's the head in the sand, you know, like, I don't want to do it. I'll just leave it. But, you know, there's going to come a time where, it, it's, well, it's here, it's past. You have to have it. Mm. It's just not negotiable anymore, you know. Um, so is there a simple way that, you know, if someone's listening to this going, okay, was and Nick, I get it, I get it. I need to get an About Us page or I need to start writing blogs. Often I think um, people get overwhelmed with the enormity of the task. Is there a mm. simple little toe in the water that someone could just start with? I suppose you mean as an about how to start writing? Uh, yeah, like whether it's the about page. I know you mentioned the importance of that before, but you know we've already rattled off the three of us a whole list of things that they should be writing: the social media posts and blog posts and about mm. us pages and website content. And that all starts yep. to feel like a heck of a lot of stuff. And next minute, they're not doing anything. So, yeah. like, what would be your suggested jump-off point or the first thing they should go and tackle? So personally, I would suggest having a website. I'm sure they've got a, maybe they have or haven't got a website, mm -hmm. or they may have one. Making sure that the content on there is accurate, and and I'm not saying this. Do this, do this one one week. Put aside a few hours and look at your website. Mm. Uh, look at no, look at your competitors' website, mm. and then you're going to go, oh my god, mine is horrific. <laughs> you know, you may or you might go, well, mine's awesome, but that, that that's people are going to go to your direct competitor and look and go, okay. It's a no-brainer, yeah, yeah. yes, really. And and similarly with their Facebook page. So another week, tackle your your about page on your Facebook page. Um, maybe look at getting someone to manage any inquiries that come in your Facebook page. It doesn't have to be you, but they have to pretend they're you. Mm. You know, mm. thanks for message. I'll get back to you. And then, so just start, take it slowly. Um, yeah, that would be my suggestion. Look, it's a hard one because I'm these. I'm sort of this person that likes to jump in and do everything yesterday, but that's yeah, just yeah. not realistic. I know for a lot of people, and if they don't want to do it, you're gonna have. It's gonna be hard to convert them. But even if they got someone in their family to help them, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of traders are family-oriented businesses, so you know they've got teenagers. Do they want to do something for you? You know, yeah. can they? Can they? It's a big something? ask. And, and <laughs> Obviously, your kids aren't teenagers. No, but I could bribe them. You know, there's a lot of. I mean, negotiate. <laughs> no, no food until you actually yeah. do this for me. No internet. Turn off the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll work every time. More I'm not driving you anywhere. Here's your car keys. You know, so I don't know. That's not quite right, but you know. It's just making a start, I think, isn't it? I do agree. And sometimes that just means outsourcing. And outsourcing can be to a professional or it can be to somebody in the family that has the knack for writing or doing. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just starting. Hmm. And often, I think outsourcing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, even just getting someone 
to read what you've written. You, you mentioned mm. this before, Emily, of, of mm. uh, editing, you know, just write something and then give it to your wife or the other way around, whoever's sort of going to be doing the writing. Give it to the other person mm. and say, hey, can yep. you read this and just like see if it makes sense? And sometimes it's enough yep. of that different perspective to mm. pick up on the fact that, oh, that's not how you talk. Mm. Like, yeah. just just write it like this or change that bit because I don't know what you mean and you might get some critical feedback that's going to help you yeah, start sure. to understand how to write better or differently. And partners are usually pretty critical when it comes to writing. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've um, shown my husband a few, oh God, I don't know why he's not, he's in the trading type area as well. So he's not a writer, but he goes, that doesn't make sense. We'll go, why would you do that? You know, so you, so you get that really different perspective. Yes. And it's, valu- yeah. it's valuable. I mean, it can, it can go, oh, what would you know? You know, get all offended. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm the professional. Valuable. Man. Yeah. yeah, hello, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no, I, and I think that sort of, um, and it's not about reinventing the wheel. If someone, you know, shows you something, you don't have to change it for the sake of changing it. You mm. know, like often I've been given clients work, I'm like, this is pretty good. All I would do is add that. You know, any um, professional writer worth their weight won't just try and bamboozle you, well, we need to do this, this is all terrible. They'll look at your content that you've got and go, look, it's not bad. But I suggest we add this here, take that away and do that, you know. So that's mm. something to keep in mind. It doesn't have to be a big, you know, lights and whistles. It can be pretty simple. Mm. You know, you can just do make a few changes and it's going to make a massive difference. So on that, Emily, do you think that um, websites should be often updated? I know that, oh, you know, we yes, tend to get it. We've done that. that. We'll tick that box <laughs> and then we'll forget about it for a while. How often yeah. should we update the website? Well, look, I think you should be putting any major accolade or any major achievement or a, a great build or something up there regularly. Mm-hmm. This is what we just did recently, um, and that goes to depending on how many pages you've got, but we just won this award or we're doing this now. Did you know we also offer this? You know, constantly. By, I mean, I go to people's websites and look at their their blogs, and I notice yours hasn't been updated in years, or two years. 2016 was the last <laughs> blog post you wrote, and no, and look, that's just me. I'm in the trade, but you know, some people might go, oh, they haven't done that for a while. But that is your opportunity to write, to talk, talk yourself up. Mm. Look, look what we did. We won this. It doesn't have to be a novel. Yep. It's a picture of something we've done, and look what we did. And so, um, in the blog, but like website content every week. I mean. That, that's if you've got a movable business. You know, sure. maybe you, you don't have time, um, and that maybe services have changed. But I'd do a checkup every six months. Yep. Go go through and um, look for errors. Get someone yep. to do um, go through and have a relook to see whether it's still relevant because things have changed. And I'm, I imagine that there's um, bylaws and and, and mm. regulations that have changed for builders. And just go, you know, this has changed now because of this. Yes. That's so true. and it just makes you look. I mean, you can have last. Uh, last updated at the bottom and people know that you're keeping your website updated. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Like a little little thing in italics at the bottom of your website last up you know updated January two thousand nineteen. And then so you know, if you haven't done it in two years, people are gonna go, Oh you know? Yep. Yep. In I'm my, in my that, defense, though. I did change to tradies in business. So. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's hard, but then you should have a redirect me. I'm now yeah. writing over here. That's what you should have done. I, I, um, hey, I haven't written in a while. You might have noticed. I'm now over here, and I would follow you there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's something yep. you can do. So. So, so I have an answer for everything. It's really bad. No, that's okay. No, you've done um, <laughs> so you, you mentioned before, you know, for the About Us page, uh, we were talking about no more than sort of 300 words, otherwise you get bored. Um, mm. Is there a – I get asked if occasionally about blogs and um, mm. I think there's a million different opinions on this, but how long is too long and how short is too short? 
So I think, say, 600s more than enough, 600 words, mm-hmm. then minimum of minimum of 300. Okay. And that's also for um, Google SEO and things like that. That you know, there's a whole there's a whole list of rules. You know, so all those lovely Google spiders trawl through your content and deliver it to people. So it's that's a good size. And also, people don't read big articles anymore unless they're really heavily invested in it you know mm-hmm. I'm writing eight business articles at the minute and I've got 500 words and I have to interview three expert academics about each subject and you know mm-hmm. and that's all people are going to read 500 words is nothing mm-hmm. you know I mean it might seem a lot to some people <laughs> but you know if you can if you can keep it to between three three and six hundred then I think that's the that's the money number there yeah, yeah. Okay. Emily, um, recently somebody in our Tradies and Business Facebook group was asking about marketing to men and women and how it should be done differently. And I wonder if when you're writing, are you, you're, you've already said that you're thinking about the target market and how they're mm. reading or, or would read what it is that you're writing. Do you yeah. actually write specifically to the male or the female in those situations or are you trying to keep it sort of middle of the road so it's interesting to everybody? Yeah, that's funny. I've never written in regards to gender, and that's over 20 years. I've never thought about it doing it like that. Mm. I just don't think you need to. Um, you could inadvertently uh, alienate people. Yes. You know, and you don't have to. Um, you can write in a way because it's not about a male female thing. It's about meeting their needs. Mm. So it's looking at they both have the same problem they want fixed. Um, you know, obviously, if it's a a female business coach wanting to help other females. You know, mm. Of course, you can maybe do it. Mm. You talk a different way, but there's. I think it, I think you can get into problems. Yes, I think you can open yourself up for a lot of criticism, and because everyone's so quick to you do something wrong, you, you haven't got time to breathe. No. And three thousand people have commented and said, "Oh my god, you know, these days you're up to so much criticism online if you if you are politically incorrect, even in the slightest." You know, Absolutely. so which I think that is. Right or wrongly, do you know, mm. to write towards one specific sex. Yes. Yep, mm. I agree. It's, Interesting. It's not, not considered the thing to do. Mm. You know, I don't know. I'm being very I quiet at the moment. You might have noticed. <laughs> do you disagree, Warwick? No, no. And and I, I was just thinking as you were speaking, Emily, um, which is not uncommon for me. Actually, it's, it is uncommon because I'm usually the one speaking. But uh, <laughs> thinking before I speak is less common. Anywho, so... <laughs> The um, offending people, you know, uh, the 3,000 comments online, criticism, all that mm. sort of stuff. I actually sometimes think if, if you do it reasonably well, you've you got you to be careful with it, as uh, I suppose. But what am I trying to say here? Take a position. You, Take a position. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I'm a person that does that. I have a personal blog um, and it's it's has great engagement because I am – pretty straight up and honest and I'll go this is what I think and some people will go god you're crazy that is silly and mm. I won't go oh sorry I've offended you with my opinion that is my opinion this is your space to say what yes. you want yep and say what you want um you know obviously there's the <laughs> I suppose you come into difficulties when some people aren't very aware of what could be offensive mm. some people aren't like don't actually know oh and they, you know and they've offended people and they god I never meant it like that so maybe that's where you need someone to yeah. Look, you know, ask. Do you th- would you be offended by that? Yes. You know, and yeah. not not yeah. a fellow trader, maybe, but um, someone else that's in Outside that area. Because it. it may not, offense may not need to be taken, but you might be, you know, if you're writing something that you think's dodgy or borderline, you know, mm. you'll know in yourself. You go, oh, I don't know. That's when you ask someone else because that 
niggling doubt. Yeah, I think the there's there's mm. areas where you do need to be mindful of that. I mean, we've talked about the whole gender thing and there's certain social mm. issues where I don't think it's appropriate to, to include personal opinion in a business blog or a social media post on those sorts of things. But if you feel strongly about the direction of the industry or the way plumbing should be done or uh, how to treat customers and, and you know you take a position on that in your blog and a few people get upset or disagree with it, I, I think that's a risk that we should be willing to take as, as business oh, yeah. people and as individuals mm. is there's, there's way too many people trying to be way too nice and way too close mm. to the middle on everything. And, yep. you know, you're going to upset someone at some point someday. So you might as well just take a position and, and you know, speak your mind professionally um, yep. because people will follow that and they'll appreciate that willingness to say, you know what, I think the plumbing industry really needs to pull its socks up and that's why yep. we do things this way. Mm. Mm. You know, I, I think people will, will tend to follow that sort of thing. And I think all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> I'm one of the, and, uh, you know, someone's going to – well, yeah, okay, there's a few exceptions, but in the media world – Oh, God. You know, you look at what pe people follow and what they love. People love to hate. And look, mm. you don't want people to hate you. I understand that. But if you're saying, if what you're saying is genuinely from what you think and it's about something that's factual, you know, people can't really go for that. And if they do, they're going to be the ones that look a bit, you know, that's going to look off. If they're attacking you for your personal opinion on a subject of your business and professionalism, then, you know, you can't really go wrong. And I think people will respect that and go, oh, this guy stands up what he believes in. Great. I really want someone who is not just going to go, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, yeah. you want someone that has, that can stand up and, and not be afraid to say what they think because that is a hard thing to do, yep. although not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, as you were talking I'm thinking about you were saying well publicity is good publicity I agree because I think there's an opportunity even if it's a difficult situation there's always a way that it can be shown in a different light I guess we call it spin mm. um, yes so I guess then I'm thinking okay there might be some tradies out there that have had a poor experience or done something wrong in their business they've gotten mm. a bad review or something else has gone wrong is that something that you can always spin and find a positive on, Em, with I what think, you do? I, I think, yeah, oh, totally. You can turn it around and go, look, this is what we've learned mm. and, wow, we, didn't we make our stuff up? And people love it when people admit they've made a mistake. They it's do. It's like, oh, they're human, they're great, fabulous, they're genuine. Instead of going, you know, it wasn't me, I didn't do it, it was all that person. Taking responsibility is the best trait you can have as mm. a tradie because it shows that you're willing to go, yeah, we stuffed up. Yes. And I'm really sorry and that this is what we're doing to redress it. And, you know, if, if you want to come and see us, we can do that. I think it's, there's always opportunities to turn that around. And hiding, people are going to go, well, they haven't said anything about that. That's weird. Absolutely. Why aren't they speaking, why aren't they speaking about mm -hmm. it? That makes me think even more suspicious thoughts. That's so, right. And, and be the first person to do it out yourself. Mm. I'll go, look, we stuffed up. Before you hear it from anyone else, you know, um, we did this. We really shouldn't have. It, we, You know, sometimes... There is no excuse. Sure. You know, and I and I wouldn't and there was an excuse and tell them what it was, but you know, sometimes it's just human Stuff error. Happens. You know, we're all mm. we're all human and mm. I, and I think people appreciate that. Maybe some people will forgive you, some people won't, but the one you know, you can't again you have no control how other people react to what you do. So you just gotta do your own thing, I think. Mm. And if you don't tell the story, people will make up their own. 
That's right. Yeah. The, the, the amount of lies that will go around, you need to put the record straight before mm. someone says something. And it could ruin your whole business. You need mm. to get out there and go, this, this is actually what happened and we've got proof here and so-and-so, you know, because otherwise, yep. you know, um, it doesn't take much for a few few people to destroy you if they want to. Very you know, true. But if you let that get out Sadly. there first, you end up backpedaling and it just looks yeah. like you're you look countering like you're it, right? Instead of <laughs> yeah. saying, hey, before yeah. anybody else says it, here's a photo of the job we just screwed up and here's what yep. we learned from it and here's how we resolved mm-hmm. it. And then it's like yeah. no one can actually come in. Well, it would be very no. hard for a customer mm-hmm. or anybody else to come in and make that worse yeah. because you've already, Agreed. like you said, you've gone there and said, mm. hey, we screwed up, you know, and here's what happened. And then what you do though, if you're really smart, you spin it around and you get someone like me to write your press release and exactly. you go, this is what happened when we didn't look at this. You go to a mm. local newspaper or online and go, I'd like to warn other people that this happened to us. It could happen to you. So check out on this and check out on it. Use it as an opportunity to bolster your um, business. Mm. Yeah. Just, you know, things like that. Turn it around and go, take the message and then, you know, shout it from the rooftops. Because you never know if it's going to be a slow news day. Monday's a really slow news day. You know, and there's nothing in the paper on a Monday and websites. Because, you know, so you go and you never know if a newspaper or an online um, site will pick it up. You've yes. got to try. Shoot them an email and go, this is what has happened and it, it could turn into something amazing, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Great. So, Emily, mm. I've, I've got a question about uh, outsourcing and getting a professional writer to do some work for me. How do I know who's a good one and who's a non-good one? Oh, that's a tricky one. Other than Obviously using I'm a good you, one. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would look to their background, um, and examples of their work and I suppose it comes down to, yeah, it's a tricky one. Referrals, mm-hmm. uh, uh, testimonials, Can you, you'd like to see what other people have said about you um, on their page. Can you send me to websites you've been to before? Um, mm-hmm. with that, that, sorry, that I've written or something like that. Yep. You know, that's, that can be done. But I suppose it's getting, um, speaking to someone and having a rapport because they're going to have to try and think like you and write like you. So you want to have it a chat and go, oh, this person sounds like right. You know, they kind of get it. They're kind of easygoing or you'll know straight away with a phone call or someone doesn't, don't, they don't sound right, but if they don't gel in the phone call, you'd be mm. like, this person may be, they may be great on paper, but when it comes to getting what what you're trying to say, mm. then it's hard. So I'd be doing your research. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that can think they can write, but oh, I don't know. That sounds really bad. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Look, yeah. it's hard for me. It's hard for me to sitting in this. Is it, uh, my first guy? Go for a former journo. Go for a former journalist because these people have been trained. We know how to write in every genre. Every we've interviewed people from all walks of life. We've got that background. We know how to write to every mm. uh, to situation, and we and we're fast. Um, not necessarily. That's always that would be my number one. That mm. would be who I would go to first, or a copywriter that's been in the industry that you're in you know mm. someone that's yep. that's come from a background and now writes in that area yeah, so, yeah yep yeah just um or just ask them you know can you send me a list of someone to ring or mm. yeah mm. so it's a usual know. story of, of look at their previous work um you know make sure that you get on with them and you gel with them because they're going to have to understand you and write kind of like yeah. you um and then look at qualifications and stuff as well and experience yes yeah, it's tricky though, I suppose, because a lot of my work is still in journalism and, you know, I've done probably 10 websites, but so they're not all the, and say the trading genre, one's been for, a, one's and then one's been for like a 
completely different, like a QT business or um, mm. a beauty person. So, yeah. but yep. don't discount those people because they can write to all different things. So That's it's, right. it's, yeah. it's a tricky one. My biggest thing is go off your gut. If they think they're going to get it, if they get you, you know? Yep. yep. Yeah. Cool. I like that wasn't it. wasn't very helpful, but. No, it's <laughs> perfect. I think it was great. And, and you know what? Yeah. It's, it's how a lot of tradies get selected is, you know, people kind of like them, feel like they get on with them. They've seen examples yeah. of their previous work mm. and they've got yeah. the right qualifications and experience. So, you know, the same rules mm. apply if you're choosing a, a copywriter or, you know, a ghostwriter or someone like that. Mm, for sure. And um, and beware, it shouldn't cost a fortune either, but either beware of too cheap because that is the other thing. You know, um, you get what you pay for, mm. basically. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that. And that's with lots of things, but definitely in the writing industry. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so. Totally agree. Mm. Great advice. So, Emily, uh, one final question from me at least. Anyway, I know I've hogged the microphone a bit. Yeah, you have. <laughs> what a hogger. That's, that's a usual case. <laughs> um, is uh, if you had a thousand tradies, well, I, I say in a room, but maybe if you had a thousand tradies online at the Tradies mm -hmm. in Business Trade Desk, um, what, uh, what's one piece of advice you would love to share with them all? Oh, way to put a girl on the spot. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've been doing that my whole life. <laughs> Whew, okay. Um, in regards to succeeding with their business online and, and that sort of thing? Anything. It could be pull their pants up and stop showing us their undies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what it is? Be on time. Yes. <laughs> Hello. And and but and if you're not going to be on time, tell me. Mm. And if you can't make it, also tell me. And if you're not interested, tell me. Mm -hmm. You know, like if, do not um, engage in any sort of contact with me unless you intend to do the job. Yes. You know, and I don't mind if you don't want to do the job. That's cool. But don't say you're going to turn up and then oh, it's two o'clock on a Friday. I'm going to the pub cool that's good for you but I don't want to be waiting around for you no <laughs> do you know agree and yeah and and look not all tradies are like that and I feel sorry for tradies they probably get a bad rap but I but think they might deserve it sometimes yeah I, I think I, so I yeah. Coxie you and I are not getting our message out to enough people no because it's 2019 uh, we, we have over 200 episodes of the Tradies in Business podcast. We've got a blog and everything else. And I still hear this from people that their number one thing is turn up or answer your phone or take off your shoes or whatever. Or they can't nowadays because of um, the workplace health and safety. But it, yeah. it just baffles me that those are the things that people are wishing tradies would do. Not, you know, market better or do video on Facebook or whatever. I never hear that. Mm. Just blows yeah. my mind. So. But I think it comes down to there's such an opportunity for tradies to be that person. Oh, my God, you people out there can kick some butt. And the ones that aren't, well, naturally, whatever happened to them. But if you can be that step above, if you can mm -hmm. be that person that steps up, have your wife, your children answer your social media messages um, straight away if you can't. And then someone will go, great, I've heard from this person. You know, just be that person that's always onto it. Mm, Do you know I what I think agree. is cool about that though, and and it's a great point, Emily, is that you don't have to be some revolutionary trade business doing no. fancy marketing and stuff to actually crush it in your industry. All you've got to do no. is, and I think it goes back to what you said before about shouting it from the rooftops. Tell yeah. people in a in a you know professional sensible way that you do these things. You know, we yeah. put slip over boot covers on. We answer the phone, and here's yes. here's Mary, my wife, answering the phone. You know, and we yeah. get back to messages within seven minutes, and we have this service standard. It's like 
all of the things that frustrate people, if you show that you do those and, and I guess prove that through your social media marketing and your blog and mm. your writing and all that that we've talked about, that's actually enough to win you a whole bunch of business over the people who don't do those things. And I think a great name for a business, someone out there wants to set up a business, is we turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Someone starts There's a franchise. In the street. There you go, someone. <laughs> we turn up. Yeah. Do you know? I oh, know that's pretty cheeky, but look, it, it, it's hard because I know that's only a small percentage of people that don't do the right thing, but it's it's hard because mm. then people like, we all go, oh, God, you know. Mm. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I don't know. Very oh. true. Well, there's been some fantastic yeah. uh, tips and insights shared today, Emily. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I don't Thanks know what your hourly rate is, but I really appreciate it. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's fairly uh, decent. Oh, no, look, and you've saved me from what I'm about to do now, and that's right about startups and um, how social media has changed the way we consume business. So I've enjoyed the break. Cause oh, so you're procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, We're your excuse for procrastinating. <laughs> great. Best excuse ever. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure. Now, uh, if people have listened to this and gone, okay, okay, I need to talk to Emily, um, what's the best way for people to find you? So, my website is Mm rightstyling.com.au or my Facebook page is my name, actually, Emily Toxward Writer. Well, that's a hard one. Don't forget the W. Yeah, yeah, make sure you put the silent W in there that's not silent. Toxward. You know, funny fact that we're the only... Obviously, you may have noticed I have a New Zealand accent. Just, just a slight twang. I hadn't picked it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just thought I'd just point that out. Um, and interestingly, there's only there's a Toxwater. We're the only family from New Zealand with that surname. It's quite a wow. surname. Wow. Yeah, Danish. Wow. Danish. It used to be Toxbard back in the day. So T-O-X and then V and an A and an E letter joined mm-hmm. back in the old day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's, yeah. So you can't miss me. There's only one Emily Toxward and a writer in Australia, so Google that and I'll come up, really. <laughs> nice. How cool is that so. for SEO? Yeah. Yeah, well, considering my married name is is Smith, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of those. You can, yeah. You can see why I've kept that. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys, so much. Awesome. Thank Our you. absolute pleasure. Thanks, Emily. No worries. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.